Hello and welcome to the Enlightened Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hunt. In today's episode, Ellie joins me for a deep dive into the 1979 sci-fi classic, Alien. One of my all-time favorite movies, and probably the first sci-fi movie that I saw that wasn't Star Wars. Or Star Trek. But, regardless. Join us for this deep dive, because in space, no one can hear you scream. I'm going to pretend like I haven't re-recorded this ad 15 times. Hi, I'm Ben Hunt. I hate to interrupt your lovely podcast experience with this ad, but I'm going to anyway. Why? Because Anchor needs me to. So I'm really never going to advertise for anything that I don't believe in. And Anchor, I actually believe in. So Anchor is an app or a website that allows me to do everything I need to for the podcast. It allows me to record and edit right from my phone or my computer. It also allows me to distribute my podcasts on every listening platform you can think of, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even Stitcher. So basically, it's a one-stop shop for everything you need in a podcast. And best of all, it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So is it a defining category for you? Science fiction? Yes. Yeah, it's very much been the kind of thing where I did not think I was a sci-fi person for the longest time. Because mm-hmm. I loved fantasy so much. My introduction was always like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Um, and like all sorts of other YA and children's fantasy series that... I never really thought of science fiction as my genre until fairly recently. Even though, like, I always loved Star Wars and everything. I was going to say, Star you... Wars is like a weird space fantasy, so it kind of fell in between. Yeah, I, I, I would I would agree that um, Star Wars is a space opera, so yeah. therefore kind of fantasy. Um, but was, was Star Wars always on your radar? Oh, yeah, we watched Star Wars all the time when I was a kid. My dad oh, loved Star you? Wars. Oh, okay, okay. We had, like, the DVD set with the original, like cover of like Leia with her arms wrapped around Luke and Luke with the lightsaber up above yeah. his head mm-hmm. it's like where did... Luke has a six pack and yes. Leia is much bustier than yes. actual Leia I yeah. mean Leia's like she's got a good rack but Mark Hamill she's think dingle dangling around but she's I don't not... think Mark Hamill has ever had a six pack <laughs> in his life no but uh and as absolutely ravishing as Carrie Fisher was mm-hmm. uh I she was not uh no, back she in the was, cannons no, that were no. attached to her in the posters yeah. but I, I just realize I like that old-fashioned like oh, artwork absolutely. where you hyperbolize everything it's well, very it's like Greco we talked about Roman. um like the old 90s and 80s and like sometimes early 2000s like fantasy cover art exactly books that's is really, very really much cool. like that I really I don't know there's something about that style I really really mm-hmm. enjoy um, I read some of the Star Wars books when I was a kid, but I never, like, the, the, like, the Jedi Apprentice stuff, but I never mm-hmm. got super into it. Um, but you would say that's probably your earliest intro to, to science fiction would be Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree. I, I um... Apart from, like, kids' shows, like, I watched, like, time, tra- time travel shows and stuff like that when I was a kid. I got mm-hmm. into Doctor Who when I was in college, which is much more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But that was only... Which is really funny that you keep saying, like, oh, it's sci-fi is not my thing, and it's like, Doctor Who is, like, quintessential sci-fi. Right, which is why I, I never thought of sci-fi as my thing, but mm-hmm. we were out with the crew, 
a couple of nights ago, mm-hmm. and I was saying that same thing, talking about a book that I'm reading, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, I never thought sci-fi was my thing, and then describing the book that I'm reading, and one of our friends is like, no, sci-fi is definitely your thing, you just don't like the highbrow, like, droids invading planets, like, crazy astro stuff, it's like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like... The, There's it, a very particular brand of sci-fi that I like, is like, yeah. this, if it's too scientific, and I don't understand what's written on the page... Like, I don't want equations and, like, chemical balances and stuff. You've never read a real sci-fi book in your life, Apparently have you? not. Yeah, I was gonna say, because... I'm not saying I've read a ton. The Martian but, was the first one that I actively read, and I loved Martian. I wouldn't really call that science fiction. What would you call it? I, I would call that fiction. Okay. Yeah. That takes it, place in space? Yeah, but it's something that plausibly could happen now. Fair. And it's, Well, that's what the book I'm reading now, for anyone who's looking for a YA dystopia book... Um, the ones we're meant to find is set in kind of a near future dystopia where people are living in eco cities in the sky because global warming is a thing. And that's what I like. It's kind of near future, but plausible, not totally say, out of so that, But that is much more like it's still future. Yeah. That I would call science fiction. Okay. Or like aliens landing on the planet mm-hmm. is science fiction. The Martian is much more like I don't know, would you call Apollo 13 science fiction? Seen Apollo 13. Or would you call Gravity or um, Interstellar science fiction? Interstellar probably more than Gravity, just because it's got the weird, like, quantum... But, yeah, I was going to say, but it's not really fiction. It's all, it, it like, it, I mean, it's not really, like, mm-hmm. science fiction. It's more just fiction. It's Gravity, just I would of... say, yes, is much more mm-hmm. of, like, a thriller than anything else. I feel mm-hmm. like Interstellar, you can make an argument that's kind of science fiction because you have that weird quantum, like, time, yeah. space loop weirdness. Uh, kind of, kind of. But it's all theoretical science that already exists. Okay, that's fair. Whereas, and yes, granted, there are inventing planets. So it probably leans on the side of that, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think The Martian is really science okay. fiction. It's fiction with science in it, is what I would call it. Then I think what this comes down to is that I don't have a f- real grasp of what science fiction is as a genre, and I just like what I like. Yeah, that's entirely fair. And I'm, I, I'm not... Like Star Wars, and Star Trek, and Alien. Yes. I mean, I'm not even talking about, like, as if I've read a ton of science mm-hmm. fiction, and I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. Um, I'm not. I'm just, it's, it's the area in which I'd like most to grow. And that's kind of what I'm starting to think, where it's like, I feel like... I've been so turned off of the genre because I was intimidated by it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to read something that's not going to make sense. I don't want to read something that I'm going to have to stop and look up what this means every five minutes. But I, yeah, no, I, I was always intimidated was by say, the sci-fi genre. It's not, um, it's not anything like what you think it is. Um, cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm happy to give it a try. I'm on vacation this week. I will read all the things. <laughs> Um, I finished two books this week already. I know, and you're definitely gonna finish a third. Oh, absolutely. Probably tomorrow. I'm gonna finish. Day. I'm gonna finish this book in like the next day. Oh, I'm so happy. But um, point being is, this is like a really long introduction to. <laughs> we're gonna do um, a series of uh, like introducing, like sci-fi movies and sci-fi books that we talk about because we've been talking a lot of fantasy. And, you know, with um, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter, but we're leaving out some of, like, the classic movies of all Mm -hmm. time, and books of all time as well. But we've been going through them, and especially since COVID has occurred, we've been really plowing through the greatest movies of all time anyway, 
but some of them have been sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. and the older I get, the more I appreciate them. Absolutely. So uh, I will start off with definitely the first serious sci-fi movie that I watched that wasn't like Star Wars was definitely Alien. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what number one episode is going to be about, and talking about how much I fucking love I Alien. Love, I love Sigourney Weaver in anything, but I was always, again, I was intimidated by Alien. I was afraid of it because it is a science horror movie, and I'm squeamish. But it was fantastic. I have watched it twice now, and I can proudly say that I have sat through John um, Hurt. Hurt. I want to say John Howe, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that's the that's the artist from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I have sat through John Hurt's scene with the alien coming out of his chest. Mm-hmm. So I feel accomplished, and I only minorly freaked out. Yeah. I just I I. It was fantastic. It, it, it's one of the greatest movies of all time for a reason. It spawned a franchise. Have you that read any of the books? Any missed. of the alien books? No, I haven't, and I don't think I really have I was an intention say, are they, to. Are they supposed to be any good? I you know? haven't heard a thing about any of them. Which like I said, there's a whole know. like franchise franchise that was built out of Alien, mm-hmm. and I don't think it necessarily needed anything more than um, a couple was good, of though. movies. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. It is like Prometheus was genius. Yeah, we haven't like, watched Covenant yet. Uh, I have watched Covenant. Um, I have not watched Covenant then. Um, Covenant was not great. Um, we tried to watch Aliens. Pe- I have seen bits and pieces of Aliens, and I liked it. I wasn't blown away like other people are. It's yeah. supposed to be like a classic action, action movie, and that's kind of what really put Aliens on the map. Because mm-hmm. it was um, Ridley Scott who did Alien. Who did Aliens? So it wasn't Ridley Scott, was it? Was it jo- Joe? Who's the guy that did Avatar? Um... Was the guy who did Avatar? James Cameron. James Cameron. It was I had, James Cameron. I had Joe Cameron in my head. Yes. James yeah, Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another Sigourney Weaver movie, Avatar, mm-hmm. that I did not enjoy. Yeah, that movie sucks. Yeah, rip off of Pocahontas. Yes. Uh, it's not good science fiction. No. <laughs> and we will not be talking about it. Nope. Unless we're doing just like a full-on... Like hate fuck of. <laughs> well, Avatar I like it that it's that it's a movie that broke all kinds of box office records that has completely disappeared from public consciousness because nobody wants to think of it. Yeah, no one talks about it. Yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, it was just shitty. Yeah, and that's uh, my dad goes on tirades about it, and I cannot agree with him more. Which is just, you have billions being pumped into this, and then you cannot pay writers to come up with a better storyline than Pocahontas. With blue people? Then Dances, Dances with Wolves. I've never seen Dances then, with Wolves. Then uh, Boba Fett. It is the same oh, thing God, time Boba Fett was so disappointing. Again. Yeah, but it's just, uh, what's call it? Like, Guy gets introduced to Native culture. Mm-hmm. Guy is really against Native culture. And then slowly he becomes part of the tribe. And, and falls then in he... love with the daughter of the chief or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's so... Nonsense. It's Yes. It, like, it was, if it was done once, I'd say, like, okay, that's a storyline. But it's been done so But it's done times. every single time. It's why I hate dystopias mm-hmm. in science fiction. Yeah. And it's just, it's the, the, uh, the Hunger Games. And that's and... partly what I think turned me off of science fiction, too, is that for a while I thought it was all, like, dystopian future. A lot of it is. Yeah. A lot of people really like that idea. Where which fantasy I just, always seemed to kind of have a little bit more creativity and imagination to it. Yeah, I just, I, I can't stand the concept of, like, 
the government is evil yeah. and it's going to take over everything you always. want to the story. And yeah, exactly. It's like there needs to be black. I mean, it doesn't need to be black and white. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's always an oppressed people rising up against an evil power, yeah. which is very much what Disney has done to Star Wars because they dumbed it down about 50 IQ points. <laughs> but it's uh, what's I love these early sci-fi movies. Yeah. Uh, Planet of the Apes is another one that I that can't wait really to sit down and talk about that one too. But mm-hmm. Alien was definitely my first introduction. Yeah. Um, Alien was fantastic. It It is. So uh, I it's love... It's fantastic, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I love the, the concept of just we're going to make a horror movie in space. Yep. In space, no one can hear you scream. It, bingo. Like, is there How something How terrifying more? is that? It's haunting. And it's this idea that you just stumble across this this monstrosity mm-hmm. that is literally genetically perfect. Its entire purpose is to kill and then make little aliens. It's just Jaws in space all over again. But they understand this concept and keep rolling with it. Not to mention, it's a huge step forward for oh, yeah. women empowerment. I This is awesome. Gazunda. Excuse me. But, um... Sigourney Weaver gets launched into the stratosphere because of this, mm-hmm. and she becomes a was, woman heroine. Was she, was she in Ghostbusters before this, or was this uh, pre-Ghostbusters? Uh, this was pre-Ghostbusters. Okay. This was her first hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah, it is. It's very much like, okay, like, she is... It's very much kind of... A, it starts off as almost an ensemble movie with her and um, Martin... Not Martin no. Short. It's Ian... Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Mm-hmm. My brain is foggy today. Mm-hmm. Her and Ian Holm are kind of carrying it. And the, the captain is good, and the black guy is good. I think the captain is very good. Yeah. Because he is he he does such a good job of... He's supposed to be the cocksure captain. That's mm-hmm. the classic, you know, John Wayne guy, and he's not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's brilliant writing in and of itself, is he's kind of unsure of himself. And he yeah. makes hard decisions time and time again. Yeah. He's not a weakling. But no, he's kind—he's a guy you can connect with because he makes mistakes. He knows he makes mistakes. He's trying to connect stuff. He gets scared. Yeah. But he is trying to. But he nut still up takes that stuff. leadership position. Exactly. He broke, like he goes down into the yep. the ducks to There's hunt the no alien. There's no true bravery without fear. He yeah. is that guy, which is a—it's a very new concept in the late seventies. Mm-hmm. You're used to, you know, your Lukes who are just ready for anything. Whatever, yeah. Brave any any cost. And uh, I think that the captain is uh, one of the better written characters. Though I do, I love the engineers too. Yep. They're spectacular. I think John Hurt is cool. I wish Mm -hmm. he got uh, developed more. He wasn't in it enough to really... I mean, his scene's iconic. He's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Like, he does a fantastic, fantastic job. But he's not in the movie long enough to really be a... Yeah, I think um, I, I think it definitely would have been better the longer um, time that he was in there. Yeah. I think it's the introduction of one of the first like transgender characters is the um, uh, one of the crewmates, the one that has like the absolute meltdown and yeah. starts crying. I thought is she supposed to be? I'm not sure either way, but um, I believe uh, somebody posted something along those lines because in if you look in the like, like in the, the screenplay or in the script, or yeah, whatever. it's like she is listed as he or or um, something or along or something. those lines. That's interesting. I never heard that. Yeah, which I I think is a cool note for the movie. Yeah. Once again, sci-fi is usually it's Fairly not literally look, or... 
Well, it's not literally looking ahead in the, like, oh, it's always technology. It's no, looking ahead in and... social concepts yeah. and ideals and stuff like that, which is, I think is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, who else is in the, in the crew? There's no one else major, right? No, the... it's Sigourney Weaver as the head science officer. She's Ripley. Then there's um, Ian Holm. She's not the head science officer. No, Ian Holm is the head science Ian, officer. Yeah. That's my mistake. She's, like, second-in-command mm-hmm. to the captain. So it's her, it's Ian Holm, the captain, the two engineers, the other, like, navigator or whoever, whoever she is. I think she was the navigator. I think she was, too. Um, so, yeah, it's not a massive crew. And John Hurt is unconscious mm-hmm. within, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. He's not really unconscious for the first 20 minutes of the movie. It's the... So within... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 like, he, he's not unconscious for the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's much, It's more like he gets attacked by the thing. Yeah. So, Which... I'm a big fan of, I just think it's a cool concept in the first place, um, of, like, you know, you have a mining expedition. Yeah. They have, like, it's, it's a very much, like, they are construction workers, and then you have, uh, what's we call it, um... They people pick up from some... the like yeah they pick up a signal yeah the from you know the vague the company yeah which I like that they keep it vague yeah um and the whole concept is just oh there's a distress signal we on this planet we haven't seen we have to go check it out yeah. and then what's our responsibility is like we could really just go home yeah but it's a distress signal, so we should probably check people out and make sure they're okay. Right, and it's very much like the engineers are just like, no, let's just go home. And then the yeah. captain and uh, Ripley and... They basically say, like, all right, we have like, an obligation we, yeah, to we have an obligation to try and figure out if there's anything there. And Ian Holm is very much the deciding factor for, he's you know, plant. he's adamant of... He's a fucking plant! Yes. Um, he's, he's so fantastic. He is, he's excellent. Um... But then it's just, it, it, it's that slow burn yeah. of you know the Something. fear is coming. Yeah. And it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. And I was going to say, you get uh, you have the face sucker yeah. right from the get-go. Which, on, um, ages and ages and ages ago, when I still had a Loot Crate subscription, one of the first things they sent me was a face hug or face cloth. And I'm so mad you didn't keep it. I was like 19 when I got it, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, because I've never seen Alien before. Yeah. And I'm like, this is creepy. Got better. Yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's such a cool concept because it looks and the, the, the design of the ship is awesome. It definitely takes stuff out of, you know, 2001, a space Mm -hmm. Audi. I'm thinking more Star Wars, which is Star Trek. Everything was like, this is a better future. Exactly. Everything's sleek and clean in the design. No, this is kind of a clunker of a ship. Bingo. Everything. It's, it's very real. And I like that tactile grungy feel because it, it, it makes it much more accessible to me. And that's very much what the ship and everything going on in the Mm -hmm. ship is like. Yeah. It's very, like, push-button systems, not, uh, yep. you know, switches voice commands and voice and... commands. Well, there are some voice yeah. commands, but uh, I I don't know. It, it seems grounded in reality, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah. It and seems the... more reachable in, like, our time than Star Trek does. Exactly. And the, the, the face hugger, <sighs> I love because it... Uh, like genetically and yeah. like just the biology of it, it looks makes plausible. It makes sense. Exactly. It's like it shoots something down your throat. Mm-hmm. It's like feeding off of what well, you think it's feeding off of you. Yeah. It's implanting something inside of you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then once that's done, it just kind of falls off and it's like... I just, I think it's so cool, the design of it. It looks real. It looks like a living animal. And that's something that, how many times can you say that about special effects in the 80s? The well, like we talked about... Or the late 70s. Right. The xenomorph itself... That guy, the guy in the suit. Looks like a guy in a suit. Yeah. Most of the, or I shouldn't say most of the time, but towards like the you, end. Yeah, you can kind of tell that it's a guy in a suit. Yeah, but the face hugger? Yeah. I would have said that that's a real I would say animal. even the face on the xenomorph. Like, if you just focus on the face of the xenomorph. Oh my god, yes. The, the prostheses, the makeup on it is terrifying. It is. You look it's at it, like, haunting. all together, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's a dude in the suit. Mm-hmm. But when he's just, like, hanging upside down from the, the rafters, or when you just see his face, like, come out of a dark corner. Mm-hmm. We watched this movie for the first time, like, for Halloween a couple of years ago, in the dark. And I spent the entire time curled up in a ball. I was terrified. It's, and, but... That's what it should be. I was going to say, it was a movie that's made, like, what, 45 years ago yeah. at this point? Yeah, and it still and scares, it still the, scares the shit out of people. I, oh my god. And that's why it's so perfectly done. But it's not just a slasher movie. No. And that's... There's not, a, like, there's gore, but it's not a ton of gore. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, there's the there's, most yes, iconic, the gory scene. scene of all time. Yes, but it's, like... It's not like, like you said, it's not like Saw. It's not like a movie that's whole premise well, is to, I was like, gonna say, that's terrify you and with that's the gore. What, that's what separates good movies from bad. It's what separates, like, I mean, good art from bad anyways. Yeah. Because somebody just put a little bit more thought into... Yeah, where, like, there it. is blood and there is violence and there is that, mm-hmm. like, terror yeah. of, like, But it's always, it's, it, it's so much better to be unsettled yes. and have that growing anxiety than to just be a, a, a slasher and do Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. in space. Because yeah. you could do that. Oh, yeah. People would go see it and it would be a hit movie and they'd say it's cutting edge. Yeah. But he uh, he went so much further by saying, like, you know, we're going to challenge concepts mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, like just wild... Uh, multi-millionaire capitalism yeah. and, you know, vilify the company mm-hmm. as well as, uh, you know, uh, talk about, you know, the weapons of warfare and yeah. how humanity should... But it's also, it's like, they show you what the facehugger does. They show you what happens yes. when you are, yep. like, infected by this thing. Mm-hmm. They show you... They talk about, like, literal science behind it. They make right. it convincing and they make and it then, And they show you what the xenomorph can do. Mm-hmm. But then you don't see every time that it kills. Mm-hmm. So it gives you that, like, this is what it can do. Now think about what it might do. It gives you that kind of broad your imagination. It's the same thing, like, I'll, I'll bring it back to Jaws. Yeah. The, the genius of Jaws is obviously the the, um, the animatronic shark broke. Is mm-hmm. always been the story. So because of that, they had to make do what they could. Yeah with the scenes that they had. So they had to show the shark significantly less than they originally intended. Which ended up working out so much better for them because the unknowing... It just builds tension. The not knowing is what is terrifying. Exactly. And that's they do the same thing in Alien. And that's why it keeps you on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. the entire time. And well, you don't, see it kill, you don't see it kill the captain. You just see that flash of light that it's behind him. Oh, my God. Like, Talk about a perfect jump scare. Yeah, where it's like... You oh, know God. that he's dead, but mm-hmm. you don't know what happened to him. It is, oh, from beginning to end, it's because that's the first movie. like real jump scare. Not the real first. No, there real are, real I was gonna scare. say there are a couple. Does it get the first engineer the, before it gets him? I, 
Do you remember what the order is that they die in? Because the no, no, the I second don't. engineer and the other. I was gonna say let's not yeah. uh, ruin it for people who haven't seen it before. There. We'll give a general like spoiler but, warning at the beginning. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I think it should be fair. The movie came out for. I was gonna say if you haven't out. seen it, yeah. That's fair, but let's if you're not, listening, like, even if you want to go and yes. rewatch it, I'm not gonna list scene by scene what happens because then you're not gonna rewatch it. But again, if it's if you're listening, if you're choosing to listen to an episode on Alien that you have and you have not seen the movie, no, I bet you that there are a bunch of people that haven't seen the movie, and they'll uh, what's it called? It'll encourage them to see the movie. That's fair. The whole point is to you know not get into detail with yeah. everything. There are some things like you know John Hurt scene is iconic. Yeah. I knew about that scene before I saw it. Yeah. And that's a-okay to talk about and whatnot and, you know, having Sigourney Weaver be the number of times my dad describes that scene. Yes. It is, uh, it, totally fair game, but let's not go like, oh, when this guy dies specifically because of this. Valid, No, no, we're just gonna do generalities. Valid. Mm Um, but yeah, I... I absolutely love Alien. And I think it is a pillar... In the bulwark of sci-fi. And I understand, we're starting sci-fi here, and I'm sure that there are a billion people out there that are so mad at me <laughs> that I didn't start off with Asimov and, like, the Foundation series or iRobot or, or uh, you know... Which, um, to be fair, I have not read any of Isaac Asimov. You've read the first two books? Yeah, of the Foundation series. And I we really, haven't watched the new really Apple TV show. No, and uh, it's like, uh, we should probably watch, like, Omega Man and, like, uh, a couple of those old, uh, other older sci-fi mm-hmm. movies that I'm definitely down um, to watch at okay. some point in time. Yeah. Um, what's the um, I Am Legend? Like, the, you can I, watch the, that one without me. No, those are supposed to be, like, classic sci-fi. Uh, Fine. I don't like zombie movies. I think you will. Okay. But, I... Any other things that you want to talk about with, like, Alien specific? I mean, we should talk about Prometheus a little bit. Yeah. yeah That's we definitely talk about the Alien franchise point. a little bit generally. Prometheus, yeah. I thought, was a fantastic prequel to Alien. I, I was going to say, I think it's awesome. I think it's excellent. It yeah. really is. Um, they did such a good job revamping the series instead of having it be this kind of, like, I, I get it. You know, people like mindless action movies with... Uh, uh, like xenomorphs in them and, yeah. and the army's gotta shoot them and whatnot. And it's like, hey, you know, good action movies, good action movie. I have nothing against that. We just yeah. watched Kingsman. Yep. Which was, oh, I uh, love Kingsman. One, yeah, exactly. Like, I, it is a fairly mindless action movie. And I, it, it's pure I entertainment. call it mindless. Okay. But, uh, fair enough. But mm-hmm. still. Um, yeah. The Alien franchise was a franchise in which they were indiscriminately pumping yes. out astronauts shooting xenomorphs. Yes. And was it um was it the Neomorph? Is that what it was in the Prometheus? Is that what they called it? No idea. I don't remember. Yeah. Whatever, because it wasn't the Xenomorph. It was it was different. I I genuine I genuinely don't remember. Yeah. I love what they do. With that, I think Rooney Mara does a spectacular job um, in her role. It wasn't, from, it's not Rooney Mara. I thought it was Rooney no, Mara. No, it's Numi Rapace. It's the girl from um, Oh yeah, uh, she, Sherlock Holmes, too. Yes, the gypsy yes, girl. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she was great. Mm-hmm. I'm totally mispronouncing her name, because I think mm-hmm. she is like French or Belgian or something. Mm-hmm. But she was fantastic. Yeah. I think she picked up where Sigourney Weaver left off. Yep. Um, um, Michael Fassbender is awesome. In Michael it. Fassbender is very good picking up the role that, you know, Ian Holm yep. kind of set. Uh, again, 
just it like the ideals that it's playing with are yeah. such they are highbrow like thoughts and stuff like that but i love that about sci-fi yeah and i'm not saying like oh it's all you know uh you know big deep intellectual thoughts but no it's just playing with these kind of concepts that you Mm -hmm. talk about in english class when you're 14 yeah and all you want to do is go back to bed yeah but when you read them in fiction or when you're uh watching them in a movie it's really cool to Mm kind of have these ideas tossed out to you yeah and it's just like hey like where do human beings begin and why do we want to know and would we be satisfied if we found our creators and you know how we react to finding our creators and how would our creators react to finding us and i you know that fundamental urge of human beings to try and find their purpose and their beginnings and i love that they're playing with that concept and i also just love the concept of we were created by an alien race as an experiment yeah and i think that's so cool and that's prometheus alone introduces those ideas which are completely different from alien Mm -hmm. But I think it definitely adds to Alien, and uh, I think it stands alone pretty solidly. It's it is a it is a prequel, so I think you can watch it without having seen Alien. But it very much builds on the Alien universe. Definitely, um, I, I yeah, I I think Prometheus is awesome. Uh, Covenant was another kind of. Um, Say, I can't more speak to that because I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I would say it's more on the side of a, a slasher movie, maybe a little bit more. Um, I, I shouldn't even say slasher. It's more of an action movie, uh-huh. which is, you know, it's fine. Like I said, I a good action movie is a good action movie, but I wouldn't say that they were really stretching the mind all too much, um, which, you know, I get it. Every movie doesn't need to be a Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan. Excuse me, but... I would like to see better quality stuff done than, yeah. than Covenant, certainly. Yeah. Um, but I, I hear that they're in the machinations of making a new one. Um, but that that goes on forever. But I, I, I can... It's one of my favorite ongoing franchises, it shall is, we say yes, that? Yes, um, that Which sense. hasn't made a serious misstep um, quite in the scale that, like, Disney has made. Yes, with Star Wars and yeah. yeah, I mean, Star Just in Wars general. and, yeah, exactly, like, Eternals and all that. Yeah. And, you know. Ever since Disney got his hand on all of our favorite franchises. Bingo. And they did brilliant stuff um, in the beginning, but uh, they've kind of gone Caligula crazy. <laughs> and I just, I like stuff that's not out of their control. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll we'll be talking about other sci-fi movies like Ex Machina, mm-hmm. which I think is another um, That one was a trip. Yeah, it absolutely. But what a really good movie. I was so the book I just finished, um, The Ones We're Meant to Find had a very Ex Machina vibe to it, mm-hmm. which I liked a lot. I hate to tell you this, but I think you're a big sci-fi nerd. I think I like sci-fi. Mhm. Uh, I think that's pretty good place to end it do you have any other final comments on (sighs) alien i mean i just i can't get over how much i love it yeah i really it's it's a sci-fi horror movie that just keeps you engrossed throughout the entirety of it but i want to like it's not just a horror movie no it it makes you think too yeah there's very they're, they're like philosophical debates that happen and like big questions that 
they put forward that they don't have answers to. And and there are moral dilemmas yep. that they get into. It's just, it's cool. It's cool. It's very cool. And it's, uh, you know, um, if you haven't watched Alien. Go and watch it. I was going to say, short answer is just go watch it. I cannot recommend it enough. Is it I would say it might be, yes. Cool. It's one of my top five uh I wouldn't say top five favorites of all time, but certainly my top five favorite sci-fis. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably my top ten just favorite movies of all time. Because yeah. every time I rewatch it, God fucking damn it, I enjoy that movie. It is a very good movie. Though I cannot condone Sigourney Weaver's underwear choice. I feel like that that was probably a pretty poor To decision. be fair, probably not her choice. We can blame the costume designers for that. That is also probably mm-hmm. fair. I was saying more of her decision to immediately strip down to her skivvies the instant she thought she was safe. Well, yeah, but are you going to wear your spacesuit for the entire, like, two-year trip back? She was going to hop into her cryopod immediately. Yeah, I suppose. You don't wear your spacesuit in your cryopod. That's fair. I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, it's, it's a cryogenic change. Cryogenic, yeah. <laughs> cryopod works. I agree. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Enlightened Podcast. We are brought to you by Anchor, a subdivision of Spotify specifically for podcasting. Not only can we be found on Spotify, we can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or frankly, anywhere you can find a good podcast. We can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. We're working on getting a Snapchat together. And in the meantime, you can DM us any questions, thoughts, concerns, or just a review. We've gotten more than a couple so far, and they've been overwhelmingly positive, not to brag, but we're pretty happy about that. So if you have any other thoughts or opinions, please feel free to let us know. And in the meantime, like and subscribe for more content.